Okay, you guys. Um, <laughs> who's horny? Woo! Like tim- some of you are timidly like. Mm. <laughs> I'm just a little wet. I don't know. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for coming. I see a lot of faces I know, and some faces I don't. Um, so you can say hi to me after, I guess, because I'm too nervous to approach you. Uh, anyway, this is the first. This is the inaugural live SMH Pod event. Wow! Um, so as you guys know, this is Seven Minutes in Heaven, the Sex News Podcast, hosted by me, Ariel Kaplan, and my best friends, Miriam Jimatovsky. <laughs> and there's someone else here. You're the matchmaker between the two of them. That's true. She introduced us yeah. at a sex bar. Yeah. But this is Mia from Talk Taboo. And would you like to tell us a little bit about Taboo? Sure. So Taboo is an online resource for all things sex and mental health. So we provide content, education, and conversations. Um, we also do events, and then we're launching online courses, so stay tuned. So we called you guys all here today for a very important PSA. Uh, it's cuffing season, and we want you to cuff yourself. So yeah. inside of your uh, gift bags, Everyone you'll find... look under your chair. <laughs> oh, look <laughs> under your chair. Just kidding. We put it on and top. you'll find handcuffs. Yay! These are from Doc Johnson, which is a really dope company. Um, I've developed a relationship with them, and, and I've, I've met some of their uh, workers. They're super dope. The Instagram is really cool, so definitely follow them. All the handles are in, are on the paper that was on your seats. Uh, so we're going to be doing a big giveaway uh, sponsored by Doc Johnson. Um, so to enter. The instructions are on the paper that we gave you guys, uh, but basically what you have to do is take a picture of yourself, take a picture of us with the handcuffs, hashtag cuff yourself, tag all of us for clout. Yeah. Uh, and then we and will tag choose... Jo- Doc Johnson. Oh, and, and tag Doc Johnson. <laughs> Doc Johnson. <laughs> tag both. That's the most important part. Make all sure you're tags. following everyone. Uh, post it, and then we'll choose a winner at the end. Yeah. Um, and then also throughout the show. Yeah, so we're going to be answering listener questions at the end of the episode show. So text your questions to the number on the paper because I don't know it by heart. Um, and we'll answer them and they'll be anonymous if you want them to be. If you don't want them to be, like, tell us. Yeah. It's but my That's kind of weird. Guys. So, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> you could just um, and then the also throughout the show, each of us are going to ask a question, and uh, if somebody answers correctly, they will win a super duper cool prize. Yeah. So we really welcome audience participation. Please. All right. Okay, Emma, hit it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. It gets me horny every Emma time. Emma does all of our music, by the way, you guys. Yeah. This is basically, and and Jackie did the initial artwork that you guys yeah. have grown up. Emma does our songs. Mia introduced us. Exist. It's a whole squad. <laughs> it's pretty chill. It's so cool to hear that it, like in person. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was hot. All right, I guess I'm going to get yeah, started, back to you, y'all. Miriam. Back to me, Miriam. So I was perusing LeGram, and I think if you listen to the podcast, you know that we are really into Justin Lay Miller. He's a researcher from IU that Ariel knows and loves. Um, and oh he posted God. this study that showed how looked at into how people use Tinder. So I'm going to just check my notes real quick. Okay. <clears throat> So the study mostly looked at cis-hetero people, so keep that in mind, um, and that really only applies to that group. But basically, a team of researchers created fake male and fake female accounts on Tinder and then had them match everyone, so I write on literally everyone, and see how many people they matched. They made sure the people were average-looking, so not super hot, not super not hot. Um, <laughs> and then, Basically me. Yeah. 
most of us, let's be realistic, That's you right. guys. <laughs> most people look average. Anyway, so the results. <laughs> the fake male profiles matched with only 0.6% of the people that they swiped right on. And the fake female profiles matched with 10.5% of the people that they swiped right on. Wait, I forgot to ask the question. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so they did this study in two big cities. Who wants to guess what one of the cities that they did the study in? Hit it. Was it New York? Oh. Wow. That's big. That's my <laughs> for you. Have fun. <laughs> this is a toy from Belessa, which is a really dope uh, porn site for women. Basically curates like... I have that one. I could lend it to you, but... You People are weird about that. <laughs> um, and the other city was London. I only have one toy to give out or else I would have asked that one too. Uh, but anyway, as I was saying, the fake male profiles match with only 0.6% of the people that they swiped right on, and the fake female profiles match with 10.5% of the people that they swiped right on. So crazy difference. Um, so they found that the real men who matched the profiles followed up with a message 7% of the time. So if I'm a fake woman and I swiped right, only 7% of people would follow up with a message. Whereas the real woman, so I'm a fake dude on the app, the real woman would follow up 21% of the time. Mm. On top of that, messages the real men sent were short, they were about 12 characters long, whereas the messages that the real woman sent were 122 characters long. So I think this just shows, or not I think, I know this shows that women and men approach dating apps differently. So men, it's a numbers game. They swipe right on everyone, and then after they match, they decide, am I into you? Um, and so they're not as invested in who they're matching with. Whereas women, and of course, this is all hetero, really invest in the people that they're swiping right on. They look at every picture, they read the thing, or at least I do. Um, before they swipe right, so they already did the selecting before. So now that they're matched with you, they're excited about you and they're trying to talk to you, but you're just like, oh, you ugly bitch, that was an accident. Okay, wait, I wanna know here, who here just like swipes like um, without discretion? No, I, mean, I did like, that one time and I got a sugar daddy, so maybe you guys are doing <laughs> it wrong. Um, I like, when I see someone, I'm like, okay, I have, this is what I would say to them this would be my first message because I think I usually use Bumble. And so like if I get a new match, I want to be excited about it. So that makes sense. Yeah, and then they don't fucking respond. No one responds to me on Bumble. I get like one out of 10. <laughs> Who's been having <laughs> trouble on Bumble lately? Yeah. Oh. Okay, fuck you guys. <laughs> what about Hinge? Nobody raised their hand. That's another one. <laughs> Hinge. I hate Hinge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hate Hinge as well. Okay, I get it. You guys are like nervous. Hot bitches. Whatever. <laughs> or you're hot, hot nervous bitches. Um, so that like I think just goes to show why we all have this much, I mean, you know, at least I do, have dating app fatigue. Like I'm so over dating apps. And I mean, I'm not going to delete them. Yeah. But um, I have it. So Emma... Hit it with that research song. That's my favorite song. <laughs> so good so that gets us into our study all right back See to how you we miriam. back to me miriam <laughs> <laughs> so i looked in i actually didn't do a specific study i just looked into the science of cuffing season like is it legit um is it just something we say it's kind of both oh yeah the official definition of cuffing season this is from urbandictionary.com so you know it's real and it came out in 2011 <laughs> During fall and winter months, people who would normally rather be single and promiscuous find themselves desiring to be cuffed or tied down. Oh. Yeah. That's that, the... Oh. Who, who, who feels like that? You, you are in a relationship. <laughs> you are also... So, I didn't know that it was like that you... Were you off? Where you wanted to be single and then you want to be in a relationship? Like I, I, I think I always want to be in a relationship, but it's like <laughs> I'm not like available to do that emotionally. Right. 
Um, but isn't it kind of worse? Do you think you date differently during the summer? I just take what I can get, you guys. I don't like <laughs> date. I don't have strategies. <laughs> Do you? Well, no. But I think that during the winter, it's more likely to just like you want to stay in. I feel like I have more dry spells during the winter. Because no one wants you to don't go get cuffed. That's what happened. <laughs> so the cupping season has to happen like before it hits 30 degrees, which mm-hmm. is right now. Yeah, so it's too late. It's, it's too late. If no, you it's didn't. like it's on the brink. Last year I went to a bar literally like the last normal-ish weekend before it got freezing. And it was insane. I felt like people were like just on the prowl, like really trying to get <laughs> wow. that. Like really. You could feel it. The like energy. it was actually kind of. Intense. But you know, in like Back to the Future, when like Marty starts disappearing, when yeah, okay, so it's like if you don't like get cuffed, you like start <laughs> to disappear. You don't exist. <laughs> um, so there is a little bit of science to it. Um, so first, we looked into we, meaning the article I read, <laughs> looked into a study done by Facebook that looked at when Fuck people- Facebook. I know, but they still we all have it, right? Okay, like, sorry, I'm, I was rude. <laughs> So they looked into when people were likely to change their relationship status on Facebook, and they found that the um, people were changing their relationship status to in a relationship more in October to February, with a peak in January. Wait, but who's who? The people who change their relationship statuses on Facebook, like bitch, I would change my relationship status so fast. <laughs> Wait, okay, who here is in a relationship? Um, do you guys all have Facebook? <laughs> And are you in a relationship on Facebook? No. no. Good. <laughs> point proven. All right, fine. Okay, one point against cuffing season. <laughs> All right, here's one you can't deny. Serotonin levels go down in the winter because there's less light. And when you have less serotonin, you're less happy and you feel lonelier and you feel more isolated. And what would make you happy in that moment of isolation? Someone who is handcuffed to your body at all times. <laughs> yeah. Argue. Argue. Argue? That's what uh, I thought. I was going to say that sunlight from Broad City. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm actually going to order one so that I'm a little less thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is also actually really interesting, and I didn't know this, and I couldn't corroborate it super well because the study said a lot of different things, but I'm just going to trust it. Um, apparently testosterone levels peak in the winter and higher testosterone levels means you're hornier. Take with that what you will. But if you're horny all the time, you're probably going to want like a sure thing, you know? Um, and yeah, the last thing that I was looking at is that the holidays are here and everyone's saying like, where's your boyfriend? Like, when are you going to have babies? When are you getting married? And you're like, uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Um, I have a vibrator. So I'm engaged to my vibrator. Yeah, there's the social pressure, too, of, like, the pumpkin pictures. And I'm so thankful to you this Thanksgiving, you know. I'm thankful for you guys. Aww. Word. (laughs) Not same. Word. (laughs) Um, So that's basically everything that I did for research for this. But... Cuffing season is a lot, and I've been kind of like, I've talked to my friends about this, but part of me is like, I really want a significant other. Like, that's actually something that I've really wanted for the first time in kind of a long time. But I also felt weird coming here and saying that because the whole point of this is being like, cuff yourself. Like, you're independent. You don't need anybody. But I feel like, first of all, you can cuff yourself even if you're in a relationship. Like, you should still put yourself first and take care of yourself. But also, like, I think it's okay for me to want a relationship and like still not need to, I don't know, get rid of my values. Uh, you know, like I'm not going to date a shitty person. I know that even though I want it, you know? Yeah. Like don't settle just because it's cuffing season. Yeah. But you can settle for yourself, I guess. Which is it's what all I'm you doing. have. <laughs> Wait, don't quote me on this because I didn't you're, research you're on, it. You're, we're recording. I should, yeah, but don't quote you so me. Hard. There's a difference. <laughs> Um, isn't it also true though that breaking up happens a lot like right before Valentine's Day? Well, so that's kind of the point of cuffing season. Right. It like goes right there. Yeah. You like yeah. they say that Valentine's Day is like playoffs. If you make it past Valentine's Day, oh, you're gonna stay together. It's real. <laughs> and if you don't, then get out of here. <laughs> I uh, if you 
you like are sticking to the cuffing season schedule, like you're a fucking shitty ass person. And I'm assuming that it's in heterosexual relationships, men who are breaking up with the girls. Wow. I mean, a lot of what I was reading about, it did frame people who cuff as like shitty people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you're like, I'm going to use you for warmth. I don't think it's conscious. I think it's conscious. (laughs) I don't think it's like, I'm going to like be, actually, I'm wrong. It would I think be it weird is. if that many people did something consciously at the same time, though. That's why I think That's you're why right. They, they're in a Facebook group, and they're like, we're going to go no. fuck over a lot of people. I think they actually think that they want something, and then they realize, like, they don't. Because, because the Valentine's Day comes, sucks. and they're like, oh, shit. oh, this is real. and like, no, I don't want to get you a gift. Right. Yeah. All right, so but what if we just delete Valentine's Day? What if you delete it? Delete it. Girl, if I could, I would. <laughs> But I can't. Really, if we didn't have that, I wonder what cuffing season would look like. Well, you know? so apparently also dating does peak again in the summer, which I can corroborate because my best dating months are July and November. So, uh, <laughs> And I think that's the way the rest of society is, What is this too. based on? Like, when I get the most How many years? And, like, get the most texts from dudes oh, that are wow. just thirsty. Yeah, like, probably the past like, four or five years. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wish there was an app that log that, like, like our phone logs are like our steps yeah like, how many dick pics did you get this yeah. month <laughs> how many old flames snuck back into your dms you know so i'm gonna talk about masturbation because that's what i do every night she's um, an expert <laughs> and also because 74 percent of americans believe that masturbation is a form of self-care wow you're all like whoa <laughs> do you not think masturbation is a form of self-care Giselle has been the best responsive. I mean, you, you guys too, but she was first, and I just want to shout her out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I need all of y'all's participation for this. Raise your hand if you have masturbated in the past month. Cool. Uh, raise this feels your... like Mean Girls. Sorry. <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> I am Tina Fey. Keep your hand raised if you masturbate more than once a week. Just raise your hand. Oh, I'm, I I masturbate every day, so <laughs> okay. You guys have all masturbated in the past week. Great. Uh, raise your hand if you masturbated twice in the past week. Oh, Mari. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Wednesday. You've got time. <laughs> Keep your hand raised if you masturbate almost every day. Okay. Keep your hand raised if you've ever fallen asleep while masturbating. Wall. <laughs> She's got two hands up. All right, you can put your hands down. Um, obviously, we're at a sex news event, but you guys were all ready to admit, except for you guys in the back row, um, that you <laughs> masturbate. Get them. Call that. <laughs> um, and so what's interesting, though, is that only 84% of Americans actually admit to masturbating. And when we break that down, um, that's 92% of men and 76% of women, which is a little wild. Um, so... Wait, you think it's wild? Like, you think that's high or low? It's wild that women are not admitting to masturbating when, like... But, like, based on what you know about society, it's not wild, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 74% is still kind of high, though, no? Uh, yeah. Higher I thought, than I would have thought. I thought 76%. Yeah, like, I guess that's high, but it should be, like, 99%. Yeah. I mean, 100 <laughs> Uh, masturbation has proven again and again so many different studies that has so many health benefits some of them being overall just improves your sexual health improves your relationships it improves your body image uh, it reduces unwanted pregnancies and STIs because you're just fucking yourself oh. however if you're not washing your sex toys you will get yeast infections like I do Okay, (laughs) so don't do that. It helps you learn what you like. If you don't know what you like, how can you expect anybody else to know, especially if you don't feel comfortable talking to them? And if you don't feel comfortable touching yourself, you're probably not going to feel comfortable telling somebody else what you like. Oh, and it helps uh, menstrual cramps. Yeah. I actually like, I know that's a thing, but I masturbate when I'm on my period and it doesn't help. 
me imagine how much worse it would be if you didn't no like it just doesn't do anything it's kind of like when i smoke weed sometimes that doesn't alleviate the symptom it just intensifies it <laughs> and like but i'm yeah. still i still continue to masturbate and smoke yeah to alleviate those <laughs> things <laughs> Well, also, I was talking about, like, a few episodes ago, I started masturbating in the mornings, and it's, like, better than coffee, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It works for some people, yeah. Yeah. Okay, who here masturbates at night? Okay, the majority of people, I think, are raising their hands. Who here masturbates in the morning? Porky Milostos, <laughs> honestly. All right, good for you guys. I just feel like I don't know how long it would take What about take a me. midday? I don't. Middle of the day. <laughs> I don't masturbate at work, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so back to that stat obviously men admit to masturbating way more than women do because it's just like more normalized for them why is female masturbation so fucking taboo the patriarchy duh <laughs> in America this is a question for you guys how many states require medically accurate sex education yes bitch Oh my god. Oh, yes. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That was hot. <laughs> What's your name? Francesca. Francesca just won. I don't know what you won. The Aurora. The Aurora. From I think Melissa. that's the one that I scratched. I'm not wow. sure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I must I'm sorry. Where did you learn that stat? Ma, her her oh. friend, Ma, her best friend who couldn't be here tonight, Molly, is starting to be a sex educator. Molly. Yeah, shout Hi, out Molly. <laughs> and she taught you that. Awesome. Amazing. amazing. <laughs> um, so who here learned about uh, female masturbation in sex ed? Cool. Oh, you did? Well, you oh, went to a Quaker school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's very cool. What does that mean? <laughs> Cool, and she was like, Girl, I like get ready and I wear a cute ass outfit and I treat myself. Wow, I was like, yes. oh my god, it's like uh, goals, sex ed, high school sex ed goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, none of us got that information in high school. We know that people with penises uh, ejaculate to procreate, we don't need to come to procreate. The clitoris is dedicated to just sexual pleasure. And so we don't learn about that in school, uh, again, because of patriarchy, because of Victorian morals, Christian values, blah, 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 blah. And Freud. And, and Freud. You always say. Yeah, oh, okay. I can. <laughs> do you guys know about Freud? Not who he is. <laughs> <Never heard of> it. <laughs> well, I've talked about this before, but like he kind of, he really undermined the clitoris by saying that uh, a mature adult woman will only orgasm uh vaginally and if she can and if she orgasms clitorally then she's immature and like not worthy so that just really undermined our pleasure okay um i believe that the world's problems lie in the bedroom the patriarchy is built from our problems in the bedroom um i think that the discrepancy in masturbation is what is like the catalyst to creating the patriarchy. Um, just stick with me here. When there's that imbalance, when someone's sexual pleasure is valued more than another's, that just like puts them on a pedestal and it's like they are just more worthy than this other person. Um, and if women or partners in general, whoever, however you identify, when there is equal communication, when there is equal importance on your sexual pleasure, then you are both weighed equally. Because the world just runs on fucking and money. I yeah. mean, really just fucking, right? You know that Oscar Wilde quote? Like and everything <laughs> in the... <laughs> can you... Can you... Okay. I said and Duncan. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that Oscar Wilde quote, like everything in life is about sex except for sex. Mm -hmm. Sex is about power. Yeah, which is what you're saying. Power. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like a stretch, but like that's just what I believe in. Um, so we know why uh, <laughs> masturbation is taboo because of men. 
Um, and so I want to talk more about why you should masturbate. Okay. I talked about the health benefits, but like me, Ariel, why should you all be masturbating and why you should be advocates to your friends to masturbate? I do, I had a lot of friends in college who were very uncomfortable with masturbation. Obviously me, I'm like always writing about it and stuff. And like, they wouldn't even read my articles cause it made them feel uncomfortable. And I try and push it on them. He's <laughs> making like such a disturbed face. I'm not friends with these people anymore. <laughs> well, maybe one of them, but <laughs> I tried to push masturbation are. on them and like, that's uncomfortable for them. And I want to make them feel comfortable. Um, so I think that there are like more subtle ways that you can help guide them and get them interested in it and find out like why does that make you feel so uncomfortable but anyway why you should masturbate number one to topple the patriarchy all right level the fucking playing field um i mentioned this before in the health benefits but masturbation releases endorphins and endorphins make us happy and happy people are feminists i think yeah (laughs) we should all be feminists we should all believe in equality it fucking feels good yeah orgasms euphoria <laughs> can't I argue like, with that heard your smile glisten mia I did, I did. <laughs> and then again if you can't make yourself come how the fuck is someone else gonna if you don't want to have sex with anyone that's fine i guess <laughs> that's it like maybe you don't have to masturbate but if, if you want to have a healthy good sexual relationship with someone else you need to know your own body okay so the major takeaways that i want you guys to to get from me talking about masturbation for a very long time um, is that we need to destigmatize it. And again, you guys are here because um, I asked you to be, <laughs> and so did they. But also because you're badass bitches who love sex, I think. <laughs> Raise your hand if you love sex. Raise your hand if you love sex. Fuck yeah. It's the majority. <laughs> Kirsten didn't raise her hand, but she's live streaming. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Are people responding on the live stream? Yeah. What are they saying? Um, from hearts. Aw. Oh. <laughs> you don't qualify. That's cool. <laughs> the other thing, okay? Miriam and I went to this super dope event the other day. It was like a Last Supper Jesus butt plug event. It was crazy. <laughs> And something that I've struggled with, especially with my friends who don't masturbate, um, well, okay, I convincing them to masturbate and then also like buying a sex toy and primarily or more importantly, buying like a good sex toy, not just a Spencer's bullet vibe that like I gave Amanda in high school. Sorry. And it like melted in her Sorry. vagina. I don't know. <laughs> no one knows if you used it. But yeah, I used to buy my friends. <laughs> I used to buy my friends these these bullet vibes from Spencer's in high school, like like as a real gift. But to them, it was like a gag gift. I was masturbating, but I would have felt so much more comfortable if my friends admitted to it too. I honestly don't know to this day if they were masturbating in high school, but I felt uncomfortable because they weren't with me. And so I think it's really important for all of us people with vaginas to encourage each other to masturbate because it's not it doesn't only feel good but it like is is good for your well-being um so i i brought like some show and tell um <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> so i want to talk about like really good sex toys i washed these all first just by the way um <laughs> no she didn't I did, I swear to God. With what? With water and soap. What am I supposed to wash it with? Just let them know, you know? (laughs) You said to judge With what? (laughs) With water and soap. But when I'm really lazy, I have these like Cora swipes that I just like swipe on it. Yeah, but I ran out. So then I, that's why I like took a break from masturbating because I was too lazy to wash my (laughs) toys. Because when um, you come, you don't want to clean it. You're like, I just can't. Like, I'm chilling. Yeah. And then when I'm about to masturbate, I'm like already in bed. Like, I don't want to yeah. get up. Like, oh, I'll just use my hands, I guess. Yeah. Like, no, she's I, like, I'm going to use the toy. And that's why she <laughs> talked about the yeast infection. But I stopped doing that a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Progress. Um, so some of the toys that I get sent, truth be told, I do not buy any of these. Um <laughs> And some of them that get sent are really expensive. And a lot of people who follow me, I think, can't, they think that they can't afford them because 
they're so fucking pricey. And then you see, again, that Boulevard from Spencer's that's $10. Or like from Adam and Eve, use our code. Um, SMH, no, seven. Seven. For 15 to 50% off your order and plus free, free shipping. shipping. They didn't pay us to say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and I want to stress the importance of investing in a good sex toy. Um, who here shops at Forever 21? That's no one right. They're going to make Yep. Allie. <laughs> you do? When's the yeah. last? Oh, and Amanda. I was there like a week ago. Okay, amazing. <laughs> They're one customer. <laughs> no, I, I love Forever 21. I really yeah, do. So <laughs> they, just, they just need to close their brick and mortar <laughs> stores. They need a last minute outfit. <laughs> 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 anyway. Well, anyway. When you go to Forever 21, especially the one in Union Square, it is <laughs> disgusting. Um, Don't tell me you haven't cried in the dressing room at Forever 21 in Union Square. <laughs> Trust me. Some of you haven't cried in the dressing room at Forever 21 in shows. Naughty. <laughs> Uh, so I think a Spencer's bullet vibe is the equivalent to a Forever 21, like, tacos and farts shirt. And I would buy that. <laughs> and then a toy like this, Le Wand, this is like shopping at, um, Aritzia? Ooh. <laughs> Right? It's like, Aritzia is like super classy, overpriced. So I guess it's not Aritzia. Maybe it's, it's like your local course. boutique. Your local Forever, boutique. Or no, sorry. Um, Urban. Free, free people. people. <gasps> Jinx. Yeah. I love free people. <laughs> Anthropology. They actually yeah. sell um, Urban. sex toys, I think, now. Yeah. Urban does. And free people, I think. Amazing. Wow. Um, anyway, this will not break. This is not fast fashion. This is like a premium product that you will be able to use for years and you can pass it down to your children. <laughs> I also just want to say specifically about this toy, I do not like huge wands. This is a, like a petite one apparently by Lawand. Um, and this one I fucking love and I've been using it recently. Oh. I only brought my, uh, my favorite ones. Okay, that one. And then I'm going to talk about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, ooh, this okay so in my hands I have two different clit suction toys this is the womanizer horrible name <laughs> this is the satisfier satisfying I don't know I also feel satisfier. like satisfier yeah but it like comes from the is it satisfying yeah yeah it's like yeah. it should be like more than satisfying you, you know, know. I'm satisfied. <laughs> anyway, this one is so much cheaper than the womanizer. Um, and I have been telling people like, you know, you should buy this. And then I got a lot of DMs saying that people's satisfiers have been breaking like every few months and they've been malfunctioning. Nobody ever says that about the womanizer because it's so expensive and it's expensive because it costs a lot to make because it's so good. Um, what we, what Miriam and I learned looping back to the, uh, Jesus, last uh, supper, last supper thing. I like said that and it didn't ever mention it again. <laughs> um, what we learned there about B vibe and Lawan, this, they're like sister sites. Um, the reason their toys are so expensive and when, and when I share them on my Instagram account and like, I know no one's buying them because they're so expensive. The reason they are is because they're so fucking good and they test them themselves. Most companies don't. They create them like with 3D uh, printers. So they're really designing them. They're making them just very, just like really high quality. And that is why they cost more. Your orgasms, anyone's orgasm is worth, is, is priceless, I believe. So $100 here or there, like, you know, not that much for something that's priceless. It's an investment. Like, yeah. It's an investment. Yeah. Do you want to wear something for years and years or do you want to wear a Forever 21 shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do still have Forever, Forever 21 clothing. But um, the one thing they did note, though, when trying to convince someone to buy something intense, if you've never used a clit sucker before, I would suggest buying this. See if you like it. Take it with a grain of salt, knowing that 
the more expensive item will be a little bit better or marginally better. And then this will break just to find out if you want it. If you like wands, buy a cheap wand. Get one from Adam and Eve. And then if you like it, uh, get the one from Le Petit Wand. Or uh, Le Wand. <laughs> it's called Le Petit. Uh, so yeah, I really just want to stress the importance of investing in your sex toys. If you don't use sex toys, that's amazing. Donate your money to like uh, period. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot more sex toys in here, but I think I made my point. Let that me was see so if, beautiful. Wait, let me see if I have anything else to say. Um, yeah, I want you to talk about masturbating with your friends. I, when I first moved in with my roommates, I was really nervous to masturbate because our, our apartment is really small and my toys I thought were really loud. Um, so whenever any of them would like walk into the living room, I would stop the sex toy. Even though I'm a, I'm a sex influencer, like I'm going to be nervous in front of my roommates. It's horrible. Uh, so the more you talk about it with your friends, the more you bring it to the forefront of the conversation, the more you normalize it. And I told them my fear and they were like, no, it's fine. Uh, but they still won't borrow my sex toys. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Which is a personal decision. Uh, but if you want to share them, I think that's really cool. So what I want you guys to do is just like talk to your friends about masturbating. Talk about it more. You're going to make them feel better. You don't know how they're feeling about it. Uh, and we just need to destigmatize de it for everyone. So if all of you guys like help destigmatize that for three people or even one person and they do that for other people, it's just going to be a chain reaction. And then the patriarchy will topple. So, yeah. Sounds easy. Right? <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yeah. Wow, I like it's all about coming. Oh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay. Can I ask a follow up? Oh, sure. What advice do you have for people who don't live with their friends? Like, how would you approach that if you lived with strangers? Uh, with with uh, masturbating, with right. being afraid of them of of them hearing it. Um, well, apparently, like the toys are not loud, and it's just in your head. What you could do if you're nervous about it is ha is invite a friend over and like have ask them, them if they can hear it. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, or put or put the vibrator on in your room and stand outside. <laughs> And see if you can hear it that way if you're really nervous. <laughs> if you go up to the door. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, back to you. Or maybe you can yeah. turn music on in your room. Oh, yeah. That's that works, too. Also, yeah. I do that when I have sex. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. <laughs> My roommate just left. Um, I wanted to share an anecdote, two anecdotes that are quick. Is it that are relevant call? to what you said? Oh. Yeah, it yeah, was. I thought so, because you were looking at me like that. I'm always looking at you when you're talking. <laughs> I can feel it. Oh, yeah. So, um, we have like a college ambassador program, and Arielle was one of our first ambassadors, and she insisted on having a phone call with me. I insisted? You did, yeah. Most people didn't do that, but she was very <laughs> eager and like really awesome. And so anyway, and so on the phone, she asked me like, do you think people should masturbate every day or women specifically? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a personal choice. And like, if you think if you want to, then sure. And she's like, I think everyone should masturbate every single day. And I was like, that's awesome. And honestly, that was when I knew, like, you were so great. Because she was just, like, really strong in her conviction about it. And I thought that was very admirable. Especially with someone, like, you didn't even know. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. We had amazing chemistry on the Yeah, phone. yeah, we do. We did. Still, but yeah. Yeah. Great. Anyway, that was the one anecdote. And then the second is, it can be risky to buy, like you were saying, that you bought it for your friends and they thought it was, like, a gag gift, like vibrators. So I gave someone who I won't name. Please do. I, I won't, because just in case she listens and then gets really <laughs> mad at me. Um, I gave her a vibrator for Christmas, and she was kind of, like, awkward and weird. But I, got, I did it for a reason. I felt like it would help her and her relationship. And um, then, like, a month later, she was, like, really mad at me. Because um, her partner was like, I guess, really excited to try it. And she was still nervous to try it. So then it just became a whole thing. And then like on their vacation, 
he was just like, I really want to try it. And she was like, I don't want to try it. And then it turned into a big thing. And I was like, oops. (laughs) (laughs) So it just like, so yeah. So I think that talk to your friends. Yes, definitely talk to them and maybe like go shopping with them. That's what my friends did with me the first time I was picking something out. Really? Mm -hmm. I was super nervous. Um, I was very like not sex positive uh, years ago. Where did I go? I was in San Francisco, so I know, right? Um, So I went to Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations. You know who got me my first sex toy? I don't. That bitch over there, Kirsten. We had like a sex toy event on campus with the Planned Parenthood Club. And there was this one toy that I was like, oh my god. Also, come sit. <laughs> Hi, Avery. Yeah. Front row. You missed the whole the show. Prize. I know. But there's one more. <laughs> You're late. Um, but yeah, I was like obsessed with it. And then for my birthday, Kirsten got it for me. And it's, yeah, I still have it. It's called Jeju. means I play in French. It's a rabbit. Um, and it's wonderful. And that's the reason it's worth it to invest because they last for a really long time. Yeah. yeah. It was a good product. Yeah, how much was it, Kirsten? <laughs> yeah. Was it like for That's her a good birthday friend. or just because? Uh, it was a birthday gift. Okay. Yeah, it was like a compliment. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> Apology. <laughs> um, okay, so wait, do I get to ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you get to. There's a you t- got a toy under <laughs> Look your under your chair. <laughs> okay, so self-care, as you guys know, is like totally a buzzword right now and really a popular thing to talk about. So can anyone guess how large the self-care slash self-improvement industry is? It's in the billion, so that's... Like how much it's worth. How much it's, yeah. Close. What's play over or under? <laughs> it's under. Twenty billion. Under. Yes. Seventeen. No. Eighteen. No. <laughs> yes. Ten. I was gonna say twelve. Oh, you know, it's eleven. So <laughs> I think how does over or under work? You wanna be under? So, okay, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I like that you guys were overvaluing it, though. True. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same. Well, I guess it depends how you define uh, self. We passed that back. Improvement, which, so basically, Pew Research Center says that millennials are spending two times as much as boomers on self-care, which is defined as, like, things like working out, um, life coaching, therapy, um, like, all of these sort of fad diets and stuff keto and Ew. <laughs> i actually don't know if keto is involved but that's the only thing i could think of right now is that in your notes no no, no. it says <laughs> diet plans and i was like i don't know what's a diet plan keto <laughs> what else um so anyway but self-care actually dates back like super super far even probably before what they cited in this article which is socrates who talked about self-care as more of like self reflection and like focusing on how you can improve yourself for the improvement of like society around you and so it wasn't necessarily like what we focus on which is more of just like this very self-centric view of things it was like self-care as it benefits the community Mm. but still a reflection so that got me into researching meditation and like Things you can do basically in your daily life that don't necessarily cost money because you don't have to spend money to perform self-care and acts of self-care. Although sexual wellness and things like masturbating can definitely be. Exactly. And so you can either spend money on it, which is awesome and definitely worthy, but you can also do it with your hands or a pillow or, you know, a door. Or a stuffed animal. Or a stuffed, <laughs> stuffed animal. Or a rocking uh, horse. Uh, yeah. I had what? a rocking horse oh, when I was fun. little. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Also, what I was the movie it. that just came out over the summer where she used her, like, Smart. yes, book Smart. Smart. She used her stuffed animal, uh. and then, then the dad is like, did you see it? Or you no. just oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Miriam, you must watch it. Okay. Oh, it's okay. so good. So She's good. not going to take my recommendation. That's a spoiler, but basically, yeah, she used her stuffed animal, and, so, and, and it's funny. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> Everyone does that, but, like, We're into it. the scenes are funny. So, anyway, um, this is, like, I'm just following what they do, and so I'm very much an amateur when it comes to this uh, scientific analysis of information. But um, mindfulness meditation reduces stress by reducing activity in the amygdala, Mm -hmm. which is the brain region responsible for flight or fight Mm -hmm. response. Mm -hmm. And there's also something else that it does, but it's it's too scientific. Are you flight or fight? I think you're flight. I'm freeze. Yeah, no, freeze. Oh. Yeah, there's flight, fright, or flight, fright, or freeze. <laughs> and I'm like freeze, like worst, worst possible person in a crisis. What are you? Don't you want you're me. fight. Miriam's fight. fight. I'm you're flight. Like, yeah, I could see that. What are you? I'm flight. We're yeah, we're in a we're in the uh, right order. One of each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's benefits of all of them. There's really not. Get the whole pack. Yeah. <laughs> but mindfulness and meditation is something that you can do and just this flight or fight thing, it comes up a lot in dating because people get really anxious. So like going on dates can be really, basically the point of all of this was that not only if you're in a relationship is it important to like practice meditation and mindfulness and just thinking and self-reflection, but also when you're dating and you're nervous during cuffing season, the relevance, um, (laughs) it can be important to practice that because remembering that both people are very anxious on a date and you're not the only person. And then also focusing on the fact that like people get very caught up in the idea of, do they like me? Like, are they gonna think I'm cool? Are they gonna think I'm interesting? And not thinking at all about like, do I even like them? Like, right. do I think they're... Like, are they worthy of right. me? exactly. Yeah. Alcohol helps, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and like worrying about like with ghosting, you know, they're not texting me back. What's wrong with me? So many more people think that it's like, yeah, what's wrong with them? Right. What's wrong with yeah. them? <laughs> and like focusing on the fact that, you know, you have a lot to offer and you are great. And another thing that I read was you can practice mantras and things to say to yourself either before a date or just in general or like in the morning every day, regardless of if you're in a relationship or not, to like remind yourself how great you are. Yeah. And um, and convince yourself that you're great. So I will read one quote um, from a licensed mental health counselor named Samantha Burns. She's also a dating coach and relationship counselor. Was she at your event? No, I don't know her. Oh. I just read this article. <laughs> okay. She sounds familiar. She, I think she is like a, a person. person. <laughs> 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 Who does stuff? She does a lot of stuff. <laughs> you see. Hi, Samantha. Um, so basically she says, Confidence ultimately comes down to self-love. If you're insecure about something, you can either choose to accept it, change it, or mentally beat yourself up about it. Mentally beat myself up about it. (laughs) The last one sounds like misery. That actually didn't include in my, my written notes, but she said that. We all have our insecurities, doubts, and fears, so it's about being aware of your vulnerabilities and working around them so it doesn't impact your self-worth mm. <laughs> so my mantra will be you actually have great handwriting even though i really don't which is i have no idea what this says <laughs> so basically just self-accept accept yourself be confident go into dating or being in a relationship feeling good about yourself cuff yourself and self-care Woo! <laughs> Wait, Miriam, do you have any mantras? Um, I don't have any mantras, but one thing I've been doing, is, you know, when you like mess up and then you say, oh, I'm dumb. I've stopped, been trying to stop doing that because like the things you tell yourself matter. So when I mess up, it, sometimes I'll be like, I'm dumb. And I'll be like, no, I'm not, you know? Um, <laughs> or I'll be like, I'm dumb. I'm not dumb. I just made a mistake. Um, and I think that that's actually really important because it frames like how you think about yourself. Uh, so that that's kind of my mantra right now. But now I'm thinking maybe I'll make a mantra. That's like an actual mantra. You, you can know? say I'm awesome. That's I'm true. hilarious. Yeah, I'm a badass bitch. Yep, you that guys. one. <laughs> that's mine. 
Is that? I like take a few sh- shots and then I look in the mirror and I'm like, you're a badass bitch. And then I go to my date. Wow. <laughs> Have you ever? That's so cute. This is, this is gen- a genuine question. Yeah. I don't want it to come across in the yeah. wrong way. <laughs> Have you ever been on a date without alcohol? And I'm asking because th- I knew it was going to sound like that. No, I'm asking because I recently had dinner with someone and we didn't have any alcohol. And I was like, this is kind of awkward. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't want to have to rely on it, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Coffee's actually pretty chill too. But like, yeah, can we have a sober date? Probably not. You could try Molly. <laughs> That's not alcohol. Or sober date. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or are cocaine that gets you trying. Oh, word. <laughs> Ariel literally was like, we should do Molly before this. And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't think it would have been that bad. <laughs> it would have been bad. <laughs> Next event. I'd have been like, oh my God, I love all of you so much. I do love all of you, even those of you I don't know. <laughs> um, questions. Questions. Hit it, Emma. We heard you got a sex question. You've come to the right place Unless your question's about something unrelated Like types of snakes But if your question's about sex, not snakes Then ask it here on Sex Questions (laughs) This bitch I hope you guys have sent in some texts to our hotline Uh, This 20-something-year-old woman <laughs> asks, do you put the wand on your clay or inside you? Or inside you, genuine question. So I'm going to bring the wand out again. I actually just learned a tip about this. So I don't really like direct clitoral stimulation. And I was like, I, the wand's not for me because you would assume direct clitoral stimulation. But shout out to Molly Margaret. What's wrong with Molly Margaret? Said, you can put the vibrator on your hand and use your hand as the vibrator. And that's what I love about this ring is that like it makes my hand vibrate because you have more control. And that's amazing. Um, I haven't tried the wand yet, but now I'm gonna. So Miriam and I are opposites. Yeah. I love clitoral stimulation. And you want your clit like beat up. Yeah, like <laughs> take a hammer and just yeah. <laughs> and Miriam is one of the rare... 18% of women who can uh, orgasm vaginally. So we're like a yin yang sitch. And special. <laughs> okay, so this is a small version of the wand, like I told you guys earlier. Um, and I just put it on my clit, but like, I guess technically you could shove it in you. Like, what can't you put inside your vagina? It's not going to get well, stuck. Yeah. You could like put it under a pillow and hump the pillow. Yeah. That sounds hot. Is it unsafe to put this? Like this oh, part? No, 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 I was just saying, what can't you put in your vagina? I believe there would be something. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's something. But I think you can um, get creative is kind of what I feel like what Molly Margaret taught me. Like you can, like, it's just a really powerful vibrator. Yeah, let's see how powerful. And that's a petite one, so it's not even as powerful as like the big ones. Ooh, wow. <laughs> can you feel it in your pussy? <laughs> So I normally don't like these sort of vibrations, but I actually love it on this one. I will say the clit sucker, this one where, I mean, you literally put on your clitoris, but I put it like like it on, on my vagina, basically, like in the canal. And it kind of feels like I'm getting like fucked like that. Like I'm not actually doing that. You're just putting it there. So do whatever feels good, you know, move it around anywhere and just do what you like. And you're by yourself, so you could just, like, go wild and yeah. mm-hmm. no one will ever know. Just make sure not to get a butt plug stuck in your asshole. That's yeah, make sure it has a flared yeah. base. Mm-hmm. The flared base is important. Flared base. I got a butt plug Without stuck a in my asshole. Without a chase one, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> my ex was, like, fucking my asshole with it, and it just went in. It didn't have oh, a base? It did, but you're not supposed to, like... How'd she Oh, like... He shoved his hand I was freaking the fuck out inside. at that door to the hospital, and I thought that what he did was, like put his whole arm and then took it out. But I don't think that's what happened. It's just what I imagined. Like every time? It got stuck in her ass. 
ass like one time, and he pulled it out. <laughs> Damn. You know, I when you're playing with an ass, it might happen. Yeah, you shit happens. That no. It does. <laughs> She's always on. <laughs> I hope that answered your question. Okay. Hi, I'm a 23-year-old female. I've been trying to find a therapist I connect with for a while, but usually end up with one I find either overly judgmental or overly lenient with my sex life. I wonder what that means. Overly lenient. For example, the therapist I saw last week responded to my summary of my current love life of my current love life with a, wow, that's a lot. That's so <laughs> rude. <laughs> How do I find a therapist that is sex positive but still holds me accountable to my standards and values? Question mark, question mark. I can answer this question. Yeah. Back to you, man. Um, so a few things. One, I would recommend going to an actual sex therapist, so someone who is accredited with like the tools to talk about sex. And you can find that on ASECT, which is the American Association and Society of Educators, Counselors, and Therapists nice. um, on their website. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and um, also, we have an article on our site about like how to find the right sex therapist. And then also, we launched something last year matching people with therapists um, based on like identity or like yeah, sex positivity, all those other things. Um, we were doing it manually, so now we're actually building it, so it's automated. Um, so we're not like scouring Google for people's therapists. But it was really awesome. People really loved it. So we're going to relaunch that in the next few months so watch out for that and hopefully we can help you find a therapist what's it called are you our site (laughs) taboo well yeah it's gonna be like taboo care oh okay yeah cool gotcha sneak sneak peek yeah you heard it here first (laughs) oh but basically yeah shop around i mean like the to answer your question in the here time i would like look online for people who um, look at their websites like try to get more information about how open they are and what their values are um to see if you align and then unfortunately you might have to like go to a few people to see if you connect but it's ultimately worth it it's another investment in yourself yeah that's that's really rough um both my parents are therapists and i only just started therapy last year my mom recommended someone to me or she asked a colleague to recommend that person to me. So I was going to like straight to the source. So if you have any friends um, who are studying therapy or who are therapists or you have friends' parents who are, like try them first and see if they have anyone good to recommend. Also, so many therapists now are on Instagram. So you can like do that. Isn't that like, like, just the way my mom is, I guess, because she's a psychotherapist. She doesn't put any of her personal shit out there. They don't put like a lot of personal stuff. I mean, it depends on the person. But like but marketing. Like, yeah. Or they'll put like, you know, information, educational stuff okay. or like, like motivational stuff. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Do you think there's such a thing as masturbating too much? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for people with penises, there can be. Why the distinction? Well, I guess I've just never really heard about... Um, Vagina havers masturbating too much. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I'm the using the correct <laughs> You are, you are. Um, I've just never really heard that that and like sort of interfering in their life. But with people with penises, if they masturbate too much, I think that can interfere with your sex life, especially depending on the stimuli or if you are using stimuli to jack off. Like porn. Exactly. I feel like if it's getting in the way of your life, it can. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> if you're and like if it's not, canceling then... plans to, I mean, I do that too, but like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> Someone once said though, like what makes masturbation any different than any other hobby? Like people spend all day watching football or like mm. doing other things that bring them pleasure. So why do we inherently say that um, having too much sex or too much masturbation is wrong versus like anything else you do in quote-unquote access yeah but is masturbation a hobby what if you like ride your bike or go for like 20 mile runs yeah what's wrong with like is it too much five hours of running Um, i don't know what to say yeah i don't know that's a really good point i i just don't think of masturbation as a hobby i guess i i think of it more as like um you something for sexual health and like brushing your teeth that's not a fucking hobby it's oh i see you you're like maintenance versus like yeah 
But it's pleasurable. Yeah. Something, something that doesn't have to do to. with your body, like knitting, beading, smoking. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like exercise is also like for your health, but also to keep yourself healthy. Or well, like to enjoy hobby here is exercise. Like, no judgment. <laughs> I think a lot of people like <laughs> hiking, okay, biking. But these bitches are hot as shit, so I get it. <laughs> Exclude. <laughs> Dancing. That's like exercise, but also fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horseback riding. That's right, a double right. whammy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess basically if it interferes with your life. Okay, I have one more question here. How do we change the narrative of sex between males and females, aka sex being over once the man comes? Don't I love you, you're sexy. Sorry. <laughs> Don't let them come. Don't let them come. If they, oh, I'm so, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, like, if you haven't come, I mean, if the person's not communicating with you and telling you, not telling you that they're gonna come soon, that's on them. But you could also say like, tell me when you're gonna come so I can tell you to not. But it also doesn't have to finish after they quote unquote yeah, finish, you can right? Take like a break, you can like masturbate. Or they can keep they're... going. Yeah, like, that's true. There's no during their refractory period, yeah, they can yeah. continue to. You First still got a math. The refractory period is, so you know what you're getting into. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, I mean, you guys know, it's like if, if you're with a fuck boy and they come and you're like, okay, we'll keep going. And they're just, it's awkward to ask them because you know, you feel like they're going to say no. I guess if you feel like they're going to not want to pleasure you, then stop fucking them. Yeah. yeah. You could like go and I guess you could just like finish yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You got hands. And then actually <laughs> do it in front of them because then they'll be even more like, <gasps> Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Like, <laughs> or they get I feel involved. Like that'd be a shame or they, that's exactly. always hot. I like. You'll just be like, oh well, I didn't finish, and then you start doing it to yourself, and yeah, they'll be turned on, and they'll probably want to do it to you anyway, or they'll just be like, oh well, that's really embarrassing. I'll never do that again. In which case, fuck them. And I think a lot, right, a lot of this also has to do with like very specific cases. Are you communicating what you like? Are you saying like? Um, actually I orgasm from penetrative sex or like I need you to go in this motion or that motion and like tell them specifically what you like they want to know just like if I'm sucking a dude's dick and he's not saying anything I'm like do you like this I'm trying to like like is this fun for you yeah is this good for you because otherwise like I'll Stop. <laughs> um, and I've I've talked about this so many times before, but like using if you if you if it's hard for you to communicate using other things like colors like red, uh, yellow, green. If it feels good, say green. If it's uh, you're not sure about it, say yellow. If you want them to stop, red. Um, so you, it's really all about communication. And I guess we didn't really even touch on communication, but that is at the root of everything. All of your problems. Yeah. <laughs> Also, the, the, what's wrong with the patriarchy is just a huge lack of communication. Yeah. yeah. And, and cuffing yourself is also about being honest with yourself about, like, what you actually want and, like, demanding more for yourself because I think a lot of people just settle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't know what you want, if you don't know how to masturbate, then no you one else ask is going to be it. able to. Yeah. Except, like, I know how to masturbate, but still nobody else can make me come. <laughs> but at least uh, you can. Yeah. So that's why I'm cuffing myself. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Podcast over. We, we, we have reached an end, though. Yeah. yeah. Take us away, Emma. Hit it, Emma. Nothing big.
have the chills. Emma, that was incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, Mia, for joining us. Thank you for, for having Miriam me. for being my best friend. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, this was so incredible. This, this was really crazy. kind of like a test run for bigger shows. And you guys are our closest friends, except for the people I don't know. But like, <laughs> now you're our closest friends, too. Thank you guys for coming. This was so cool. <laughs> All right, get out of here. <laughs>